else. Time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Happy Monday to you. Welcome into another week here on the program. Hope your day is starting off well. Hope it's starting off dry. If you have to go outside, you're going to want to bring a hat, an umbrella, something to protect your top of your dome because you're going to get wet. I only uh, had to get to the car and then from the car inside and I'm already soaked. So if you have an umbrella, use one. I'm not an umbrella person generally. I have one in the car and I always forget that I have it. I used to keep one in the car for when I was covering sporting events so that, because, you know, you're writing stuff down in a notebook. You can only protect that so much. And then as time went on, that turned into, you know, using a laptop or keeping notes in your phone or having to record video or having to live tweet and things that took up too many fingers and then I didn't have a hand to hold the umbrella. So I kind of got out of the habit of using it again. So yeah, I left it in the car and had to get soaked, but that's all right. You can prepare where I didn't and keep yourself dry. So the roads are a little bit, um, there's a lot of water on the roads. The rain is coming down pretty hard at times. So if you can wait till the sun comes up before you leave, that'd probably be better. At the same time, if it takes you a while to get to where you're going, things are probably going to get slowed down a little bit. So it, it'll, be, it'll be like this throughout the morning. So try and plan accordingly. Beat snow though, right? Much rather have December rain than December snow. I'll concede for you folks that want a little snow on Christmas you know, maybe maybe an inch that falls Christmas Eve, but then is all done and doesn't stick to the roads by Christmas morning. I'll, I'll grant you that much. But other than that, can't stand the snow. So it was an interesting weekend. Uh, first of all, I was out doing some paranormal stuff, which I can tell you about a little bit later. But the big story that came out of the weekend, I know that a lot of people want to talk about the pro-Palestine march that happened. I mean, I was looking at some of the news coverage of it. I wasn't in town, so I didn't get to see it. But I think you're going to see a lot of that because there are people who just don't support the policies of what is going on in that. I don't I don't feel like what happened in New Bedford on Saturday shows any kind of anti-Semitism. There were Jewish organizations involved in it. But I think it shows that there are people who feel that there has been too much of a, 
What was the word that they were? I'm trying to think of the word that they were using. Apartheid. That's the word that they were using. But there's been too much of that kind of a mindset in the way that this has gone. So I think a lot of these protests are more about that than it is actually, you know, supporting a terrorist government. But to me, the the story that, that caught my attention and disturbed me more was the story about the deceased infant found at Fort Tabor. And again, this is... I, I don't want to use the word epidemic because it's, it's only been a few cases, but a few cases of this are still just as shocking. So just a little while ago, we had the story of the deceased infant that was found at the recycling plant in Rochester, the second one in seven months. And now on Saturday, an infant is found at Fort Tabor wrapped in a blanket, decomposing. Now, we don't have very much details on this. We don't know how long that child might have been there for. I mean, I don't want to gross you out early in the morning with, with the sickening details, but the person who discovered the blanket said that he detected a foul odor coming from it. And considering the cold weather we had leading up into Saturday, it could have been a while. But then also, even though it was cold, the days were decent, so maybe people had been walking down there, maybe somebody would have seen it earlier, I don't know. The state medical examiner's office will figure out all of that. But what is the situation that leads to that? Now, as much as the city has made its best efforts to close off Battery Milliken to people going inside of it, we also know, especially this time of year, it's a place where a lot of homeless people will go. And I've, I've been inside Battery Milliken with permission You shouldn't go in there. You don't have permission. I, I did a, some events there with the military museum. And it's a place that would be conducive to someone trying to get out of the elements. There's, you know, all the breeze, all the cold air, the whipping winds that you get down at the end of the peninsula. They don't permeate through Battery Milliken. And it's big. It's long. The hallway inside is long. And there's offshoots to that hallway. So you can really get yourself a nice interior spot where you can huddle up and stay a little bit warmer from the cold. So maybe someone was staying there and the baby didn't survive or maybe... Maybe they had the baby there and the baby didn't survive or, you know, who knows what it could have been. And then they just left it outside. That's a possibility. It could have also been something that happened in somebody's home and that they just chose to, to leave the baby there. 
Maybe so someone would think it was exactly what I just said. And when people will say things like, well, why would someone just leave a baby out to die like that? We don't know if that's the case. We don't know that yet because we haven't heard the details that the baby died from exposure, that somebody just left a living baby out there and that the baby passed in that manner. We don't know that. It could have been something that happened somewhere else and the body was just left there. And then the other question that comes up is why would someone do something like that if they did just leave the child in Massachusetts where you can leave a child that there's many places where you can leave a child with no questions asked. And I I don't think that everybody knows that. I don't think that everybody believes that. And there might have been another extenuating circumstance to what happened to this child. You know, you don't know that this, we don't know because we don't know the details of how it passed. And then, of course, the comments always come up on social media. Well, in Massachusetts, if you can get an abortion, why would you ever just let a baby die? And again, we don't know that that was the situation. We don't know that that was even what happened. We don't, we don't know that this child didn't, maybe it could have died in childbirth. But it's just another instance of this now. And it's, it's got to be concerning for authorities to figure out what is, what is going on here. I don't know that any of these three incidents that we've had are connected. I don't know if they're not connected either, but I I don't, I think it's more far-fetched for them to be connected. And certainly if there was a connection, it would be between the two discovered at the recycling plant. But it's three, at least three people who felt like it was okay to just leave a child's body for someone else to discover. And that's disturbing. But I don't have any more details than what's in the story at WBSM.com or on the app. I was looking yesterday and this morning to see if there'd been any kind of updates. You know, nothing had come in from the DA's office. Nothing had come from anybody else's reporting. But we will certainly keep an eye on that story. It's, I just was so, I I was actually leaving the house Saturday afternoon. I had gone out and done some stuff during the day. Went home to get all the equipment that I needed for my, my paranormal events Saturday night. Was just about ready to go out the door and, and leave to head to Weymouth. And the email came from the DA's office and I said, oh my gosh. I said, well, I've got time. I'm going to go just write up the story and and get the news out there. But then it was weighing on me throughout the night. And then when I arrived, you know, some of the folks who were were there follow me on social media or follow the station on social media. And 
So people were talking about it. I was getting messages from people as I was driving to Weymouth saying, you know, what is wrong with the world? What's going on? This is horrible. I know. I don't, I don't, I wish I had answers. But unfortunately, I don't know that we'll get the answers on this. I mean, we haven't had any more information on the the two infants that were found in Rochester. And that was two different DA's offices that were handling that. The first one was under the jurisdiction of the Cape and Islands District Attorney's Office because that's where the child apparently had come from. The most recent one, the second one was from the Plymouth County District Attorney's Office. And now this case is under the Bristol County District Attorney's Office. And there may even be more instances of this happening than we're aware of. These just happen to be the ones that were discovered in public places. So very disturbing. I'm sorry that it's a sad way to start a Monday morning. Especially as we get so close to Christmas. You know, we're going to try to have more happy, upbeat things for you to to discuss with us. But if you are out there and you are in a situation where you have an unwanted child, be aware that there are ways to get help for that. You don't have to abandon the child. You can leave it with someone that will take care of it. Talk to someone at a fire station. Talk to someone at the hospital. I understand, you know, some people don't want to talk to law enforcement about something like this. Go to a church. Talk to them. You don't even have to be a parishioner or a communicant or anything of that church. You can just walk right in and ask for help, and they'll advise you. All of those options are better than leaving a child in a blanket at Fort Tabor, whether it was already alive or already deceased, or still alive or already deceased, I should say. But the fact is, well, I shouldn't say the fact, but my speculation is this is happening from people that are not thinking clearly. That could be that they're under the influence of drugs. That could be that they're under the influence of mental illness. And it's a, it's a hard line when you're thinking about reporting the news. Obviously, a story like this is going to be a big story. It's something people are going to want to know about and follow along with. And we'll talk about, and you hope that as sharing a story like this will lead to someone who might be considering the same thing to think twice about it. But unfortunately, the other side of that, too, is the more you have stories like this, the more that might put the idea into somebody's head, too. So it's a fine line and a fine decision of what to what to do in that situation. You, you can't have a story like that and, and not report it. But you also have to understand 
that the people who are doing these kind of things are not thinking clearly for one reason or another. It could even just be emotion that could cloud their judgment. But I spent the weekend talking with someone quite a bit about postpartum depression and looking at a famous historical case of postpartum depression, talking about what went on last year or earlier this year with the Lindsay Clancy case. And there's a lot of stigma still associated with all of that. And if, if you need the help, just, just get the help. Don't, don't feel like you're going to be judged. And if there's anything that we can do, you can always call here 508-996-0500. And that goes to anybody else that wants to call in and chime in. Or you can hit us up on App Chat or open line voicemails on the WBSM app. Right now, though, I'm going to take my first break of the morning. We'll be back in just a few moments. And we're going to be going into the newsroom in just a moment with Ariel. And then later on this morning, we'll be joined by Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light. We will be turning on the light. Jack was out last week because he was under the weather, but he'll be back with us this week. And uh, we can examine some of the news and stories that have been happening uh, during the course of the last couple of weeks. By the way, I did speak with New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad after the discussion that we had on the air on Friday and did invite her to come in and uh, and spend some time with us before the end of this month, which will also coincide with the end of her term. So I've, I've asked her if she wants to come on and kind of do like a year in review. We did that with council president, well, with Councillor Abreu when he was the council president last year. And so I've invited her to come in for the same thing and to be able to take your phone calls uh, one last time before the end of her term. So we'll see if we can Arrange that before the end of the year. All right, now, though, it is time to get into the news and all of the headlines of the day with Ariel Dorsey. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says it's the beginning of the end for Hamas. In a video message Sunday, Netanyahu said dozens of militants have surrendered as Israel continues trying to wipe the Palestinian militant group out in the ongoing war in the Gaza Strip. At least six people are dead after a string of tornadoes hit Tennessee over the weekend. Two adults and one child were killed in Clarksville, while three others died in Madison, just north of Nashville. 
Ukrainian President Zelensky is set to travel to the White House on Tuesday. President Biden invited Zelensky for a meeting to underscore the U.S. commitment to supporting Ukraine. An aid package for the country remains stalled in Congress, with the visit coming less than a week after Senate Republicans blocked a bill to give aid to Ukraine and Israel in the respective fights against Russia and Hamas. Former Trump lawyer Rudy Giuliani's defamation case heads to court today in D.C. to find out how much he owes for spreading lies about two Georgia election workers. The former New York City mayor has already been found liable for defamation for comments about Ruby Freeman and her daughter Shay Moss after the 2020 presidential election. Longtime climate activist and former Vice President Al Gore is hopeful the recent COP28 climate conference leads to positive results despite what he calls conflicts of interest on the part of the host. Gore, who attended the event in the United Arab Emirates, told CNN's State of the Union it was ridiculous that it took place in a major oil-producing country. Chronic fatigue syndrome. You may have heard of it, but you may not have realized how many adults in the U.S. actually suffer from it until now. New data from the CDC estimates the condition affects about 3.3 million people in America. Megan Millions says two winning jackpot tickets in Friday's drawing were both sold at the same Los Angeles area location. A news release on the Mega Millions website said both winning tickets were sold at a Chevron station in Encino. The release did not say if that's happened before or what the odds are of two jackpot winners coming from the same location. A jackpot of $395 million or a cash value of $189 million will be shared by the two winners. Friday's jackpot is the 10th winner this year, the most since there were 11 jackpot winners in 2013. In sports, Boston continues its five-game homestand tomorrow night when it welcomes the Cleveland Cavaliers into TD Garden. The two teams will face one another in a rematch Thursday night in Boston. With the Cincinnati Bengals beating the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday, the Pats are out of postseason contention. This is the earliest a Patriots team has been mathematically eliminated since 2000, which was the first year with Bill Belichick as head coach. This week, the Patriots will host the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Bruins are away from the TD Garden for the next two games. Boston visits the Prudential Center Wednesday night for a battle against the New Jersey Devils. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. We have numerous watches and warnings up at this time due to the unsettled weather rolling through and pushing through the area. This will be clearing fairly quickly as we head into mid-morning. Meanwhile, we're dealing with heavy rain, strong gusty winds. So just be very careful on the roads. And as we head into the afternoon, the temperatures will be falling into the mid to lower 40s. Conditions will be dry and the wind will be subsiding overnight tonight. Colder air for tomorrow. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app.
Welcome back in 508-996-0500 or you can use app chat or open line voicemails on the WBSM app. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning, Reverend. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm doing okay. Uh, just two things that mm-hmm. I want to comment about the baby thing. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing that the baby was found uh, for a table around there. You would think a place like that would have cameras around the building or at least one on a pole somewhere that you could get an idea of who's putting a baby there. They'd probably be disguised anyway, but something to see. I know there are some cameras on the wastewater plant, so I and I know that some of them point back, you know, behind, so maybe that's a possibility. I'm not sure the exact location of where it was found um, in the in the fort complex, but um, there are some cameras down there. Well, wouldn't wouldn't a news report say that they had cameras or saw something? Uh not necessarily. No, not 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 until they reveal what what they might have found. And the second thing I want to say is, people, you know, keep an open mind. If you see a woman that you know that was pregnant, and all of a sudden isn't anymore and never sees the baby, you could tell your baby, you know, what did you have, a boy or a girl, or you know, you could figure it out if somebody was pregnant. And all of a sudden, there's no baby. I mean. And, you know, if I knew a girl myself personally that was pregnant, and then I seen her a couple of times and no baby, I mean, I'm the type, I'll go right over to her. How's your baby? Where's your baby? I mean, I would do that. Because, hey, why not? Yeah, I mean, in some cases, yeah, somebody might have, you know, lost the baby and everything, but that's that's probably a rare instance. Sad, sad thing, because, I mean, if you carry that baby to term, which that one was term, I guess, found the baby, you would think that grieving and all, you'd have a memorial or a burial or something well that's, there has to be it has to be a big story to just dump it like that that's why i think there might be you know some other circumstances whether it be that they're engaged in criminal activity or mental illness yeah. or something where they just mm. didn't want to have to interact with the authorities or anybody and you would think maybe family members would realize that their family member didn't have the baby and they're not pregnant now where's the baby you know the family if there was a family you yeah. know i mean sometimes too you know people go off and have babies without family even knowing that they were expecting mm. and the other two babies they were in different places recycled bins or something so the the other two were were both found at the same facility they were bo- found at the rochester recycling oh. facility but just seven months apart that's crazy the same place yeah i mean to think that even one time that would happen there and then imagine those poor workers too having to, to mm. find a second one well, this person who put the baby at the Fort Tabat, they must have thought that over and said, well, I'm not going to go over to the recycling place. That's for sure. Cause they're probably watching now. True. Yeah. Well, uh, there, I, there was some concern that they might have been the same person with the, the two that were in the recycling plant. But I, I'm starting to think uh, that doesn't look likely, even though they, we haven't gotten any comment on that. It's starting to look unlikely just based on the ages of the children that they found. And, you know, uh, just because that happened doesn't mean the mother did it. Could have been the father. Could have been the boyfriend. Uh-huh. Uh, you know. So what were the ages of the other two? I, I don't remember hearing that. Uh, I think one of them was four months old. I think the second one was like four months old. Um, I, I don't know that I found the age of the first one, but if the second one was four months old, then mathematically it wouldn't have been, you know, the same person based on what so they were saying we about what, the first one. Do we know about this one? Uh, nothing. Nothing has been released or? yet. No, they just said they just said an infant body. They didn't say if it was a, um, you know, how how old it might have been. I mean, again, too, the 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 
the uh, child's body was just sent to the state medical examiner, and that's the person that will make all that determination. So they'll yeah. be the ones to release more information on that. That's terrible. There has to be a big story to it because, like, uh, being a woman and having adding children, I mean, if something happened to my baby, I certainly wouldn't do it like that. I, I'd want a memorial and I want my family to get together and grieve with me. And so there's a story there somewhere for that. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, you know, unless they find the person that's responsible, you might not know anything about what the motivations were. Uh, uh, well, it's too bad for the baby. That's I don't care about them. It's bad for the baby. Born into the world, deserving to have a life, and boom, you're gone. Well, hopefully we get more uh, answers. Yeah. Thank you. Have a good day. You as well. Yeah, bye-bye. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and have your voice heard on this or um, whatever else is on your mind. But this this is just another sad story of something that could be avoided. I'm going to, like I said, it's hard because you just, all you can do is speculate. You don't know. But was this person unaware that they had options? unaware that they could leave this child no questions asked and in certain locations or or maybe people hear that and they just don't believe it i mean i'll be honest with you i hear and i don't believe it 100 percent. i can't imagine you're just gonna walk up to one of these locations and say here i don't want this child anymore and they're gonna say okay thanks they're they're gonna want some information You see the stories from Hollywood and, you know, fictional accounts of someone just leaving a baby on a, on a fire, fire station doorstep or a, a church doorstep. But it, it is just as easy as that, although, you know, knock on the door. Sometimes it takes people a while to open their door. I didn't leave my house all day yesterday. So I think that there needs to be more education about those those options. But I'm going to guess there's either, it, it, there's got to be one of three things involved in this. Criminal activity, mental illness, or drug abuse. Some One of the three has to factor into this. Or at least the the fear of criminal activity. Or or the fear of criminal prosecution. You know, we know so much more about the things that can happen to newborns now than we did even 20, 30 years ago. SIDS is a real thing. Could this have been somebody that lost a child in that way and in a panic? Because they were concerned about what might happen with their other children. They were concerned about what people might think of them. That in a panic they reacted this way. That's that's a possibility. Again, we can only speculate until we get more details. So I don't want anybody to think that what I'm saying is the case. We don't know that yet that the child was already deceased when it was placed there. We don't know if it died from 
exposure being placed there. But I can tell you, I've been down there in some very not great weather. And it is no place to leave an unintended child. 508-996-0500. I'm going to take a break and we'll be back in a few moments. back in 508-996-0500 a couple of things to let you know about first of all if you head on over to wbsm.com or the wbsm app there's the opportunity to enter a couple of contests we have going on right now we're giving away some tickets first of all if you need to get into the holiday spirit maybe you want to uh hear some great holiday music being performed locally we have tickets to give away all this week to the Shepherd Center's holiday concert. It's happening Sunday, December 17th at the First Congregational Church in Fairhaven. Uh, as you know, if you listen to Town Square Sunday, you know that the Shepherd Center for the Performing Arts now has its own home in Fairhaven at the First Congregational Church. And so this is going to be kind of a celebration of that in addition to a celebration of holiday music. And so this will be beginning at 1.30 p.m. at the church located at 34 Center Street in Fairhaven. We have all the details about how you can get tickets at WBSM.com, but you can also enter in there to win a pair, and we will give some away later on today. And then also at WBSM.com and on the app, we have tickets to give away to see a comedy superstar. Sebastian Maniscalco is performing at TD Garden. It's actually next October. Tickets are on sale now, and you can get them at LiveNation.com and Ticketmaster.com. But we have your chance to win a pair of tickets at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. So you can enter there, and we'll pull names for winners there, and we will let you know if you are the winner. So that would make a nice gift to somebody, right? To say, oh, guess what we're doing in 2024? Merry Christmas. They don't have to know you won them on the radio. So check out both of those contests right now at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. I hope you're waking up and uh, you've got time to get to work. You don't have to rush in this wet weather. The rain's still coming down. The road's still with a lot of water on them. Some flooding in some spots. And the sun is still not up yet. Or, I mean, I don't think the sun's coming out for a while, but it's not. it hasn't lightened up yet. So it's still pretty dark out there. So be careful if you're out there driving around, but when the when it does get a little bit lighter out, take a look at your roof. See how your roof held up over the last couple of days. And if it looks like it needs some work, if you see some missing shingles, if you see some fading, if you see some seam separation, if you see any problems at all, or even if you're just concerned that there might be some, call Precision Window and Kitchen. Not only can they replace your windows? Not only can they remodel your kitchen or your bathroom, not only can they replace your entryway doors, they can also replace your roof. 
And right now is the time to reach out to them about that because they can get in there and they can get it done before the really wintry weather comes. So stop by and talk with them at their showroom at 1111 Akushnet Avenue or go online at precisionwindowandkitchen.com. You can sign up for a free no-obligation estimate there. They will come down. They'll tell you if you can wait another season or two or they'll tell you if you need to get it done right away and what you can expect. Precision Window and Kitchen, they've been doing it for a long time and they do it with precision. I got to take one more break here because we've got the NFL preview coming up for Monday Night Football, but we'll be back in just a few moments. All right. Well, we only have a few seconds here before we're going to have to uh, go to the NFL preview. And when we come back on the other side, we can take more of your phone calls, 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, I might have accidentally hung up on you there, Shawnee. I'm sorry if I did, uh, but uh, that's all right because we're, we're out of time anyway because we've got the NFL preview coming up, but then we can talk more with you in the next hour. And then we have Jack Spillane will be in in the 8 o'clock hour.